Six months after the cyclone Gabrielle devastated parts of Hawke's Bay, growers in one of New Zealand's fruit bowls are slowly getting back on their feet. Apples and pears alone make up an industry worth about $550 million to the region. So the tropical cyclone of 14th of February delivered a sucker punch that will take years to get over. Our reporter Jimmy Allingham and cameraman Angus Drever have the story. Riverside Cherries owner Jeriff Van Bake is more positive than when I met him just days after Gabrielle. Back then he didn't know if his seven hectares of cherries would survive, but in the end his losses weren't too bad. We are being able to um, resurrect the cages again. We're in the process of rebuilding all the netting, the, uh, the structure, poles were snapped, wires, cables were snapped. So we've actually, uh, I'm almost halfway through that. So that actually is, that's a real uh, blessing because that's a key business and something that is more or less my hobby that I really enjoy doing. So um, we've lost half a hectare uh, behind the house uh, where the flood was just too strong and the cage was just ir- irreparable. So we've replaced that. But we'll be uh, planting, hopefully, in a week's time, another hectare of cherries, new cherries. However, little remains of the apple orchard Mr Fanbake was leasing on the rest of his Twyford property near Hastings. Much of it was wiped away by raging flood water. Where we're standing here, um, the bulk of the water that actually came through the break uh, in the Nagaroro, just opposite Fern Hill, uh, the bulk of the water actually came through this particular area. Um, water generally goes where it wants to go, and it just completely ripped out uh, six hectares of very valuable uh, young planting uh, who are almost in, in full production. Fruit was hanging on. And uh, if you look at it now, it's just green grass left behind. The trees are just completely ripped out. The final piles of rubbish will soon be burned before ploughs hit the ground and the land is planted with crops. Mr Van Bakes says his family's efforts have concentrated on getting the land sorted, then his attention will turn to the home he built two decades ago, which was inundated with water. For now, the straw bale line structure has been secured and dried out. We've put um, 6 by 2 framing inside with with, uh, reinforcement steel, then we sprayed concrete in, so that's about... Uh, um, 100 mil thick and then we put another framing on the inside to make sure that this is now secure. So we can leave this standing for 12, 18 months if we had to even an earthquake wouldn't damage this because we want to keep the integrity of the house and the look of the house so that's what we've done and that's been really great. Meanwhile the family are living in a garage which has been upgraded to a warm comfortable living quarters. So it will happen, um, but first we're going to do a harvest of of cherries, so we're going to do a season of cherries, because that's time critical, the house is not critical, we're living very comfortable here in the garage now, and so uh, once it's done then we're going to concentrate on this and make it a real nice project as a a rebuild from the flood. Mr Van Bakes says he's feeling optimistic and has even had the chance to help other growers clean up as a way of repaying the kindness shown to him when volunteers arrived to shovel silt. For apple grower Leon Stallard, who has eight hectares between Paki Paki and Havelock North, life's a waiting game as only time will reveal if his trees will survive. We won't know until the buds break, really, so it's a really unknown at this stage. I mean, we're always optimistic that it could be OK. Um, in the autumn time when they lost their leaves, you know, they were still underwater, basically, but they appeared to operate normally. You know, the leaves seemed to, to hang in there until the very end, which was what you want to see. So there was no signs of them defoliating too early. Mr Stallard's land simply filled up with water, which has nowhere to drain and which has remained for most of the winter. We finally got rid of the water last week, to be honest. I mean, it's gone once or twice, but every time it rains now... 
Um, I mean, this year we've nearly had 800 mils of rain for the year. For the whole year, normally we get under 700. So we're into next year's rain already, and we're only early August. So um, we've been pumping the water out of the orchard. And part of the problem is, is that the water table is on top of the surface. Um, the ground is absolutely saturated. When I visited Mr Stallard's orchard in February, we sloshed around in mud, looking at apples waiting to be picked. Some fruit was harvested, but much had to stay on the trees. Lost income simply left to wither. The block we're beside, we started harvesting in two inches of water, and after about half an hour we were in six inches of mud. I mean, the, the ladders that the guys were working on were um, just disappearing into the ground, so, you know, you couldn't get them to climb a ladder because it was just too dangerous. Mr Stallard says he'll have to consider his future if the trees don't survive, an unenviable position many growers face. A tree costs $20. I mean, if you, you're buying one of those with PVRs, with property rights on them, you're paying 100000 a hectare just for royalty. So to replant a block of apples now, you're talking 200000 plus a hectare. And you'll go, well, if I've got three, four hectares, I've got to borrow, you know, in essence a million dollars with no income. So how am I going to pay that back and who's going to lend me that? Whatever the future brings, Hawke's Bay growers will hope promises of drier weather hold true as they get back on their feet.